0: Viewer discretion is advised. Do you think it's our year this year?
1: Oh, yes, of course it is, mate. (laughs) We're going to win the Premiership. Go, the mighty Vodafone Warriors!
0: (laughs)
2: Mandate. Welcome to Mandate, where we navigate fresh perspectives and nothing is off the table. Today we have a very, very special guest. You may recognize him. He's come a long way to be with us this evening. He is an advocate and ambassador for many great causes like diabetes, prostate cancer, and a lot of other charities. Um, You may all know him as the Mad Butcher. Please welcome the great, the knighted Peter Leach.
1: Mm Woo-hoo! Thank you, thank you. Well, Percy. Firstly, I've got to correct you. I used to be, I've retired out of most of them now, but I still work in the background. There comes a time when you've got to throw the towel in, you know what I mean? And because of my health and uh, my memory's going a little bit, you know, it was time for me to sort of pull the rug, but I've worked with some wonderful charities, some wonderful charities, prostate cancer, allergy New Zealand. You know, and the thing about a lot of these charities, you don't... Unless you've got someone, I tell you how I got involved in yeah. uh, Allergy New Zealand. My gran, grandson Reuben, he got allergies, and I thought oh, you get a bee sting and you put a bit of cream on and he'll be all right. Then I was there was a lady there, just I wished I could think of her name, a beautiful lady that works for Allergy New Zealand. She's a wonderful lady, and she said to me, "You well, know, Peter," she said, "You know, people die with allergies." I said, "You're joking," and she, you know, and that really woke me up, and that's how I come to get involved. Um, and that's, you know, prostate cancer. Uh, I used to do a lot of fundraising for uh, breast cancer and uh, I had a guy ring me one day, a married guy, said, I want to speak to the mad butcher. I said, you you got the effing mad butcher. He said, that's the man. He said, that's the man. And he said, why don't you talk about prostate cancer? And and hand on heart, well, if I had a heart, I'd do it, Um, I, I knew nothing about prostate cancer. And so... I, I learnt, and then I got involved, you know, and boy, what a journey it was, you know, talking to men, and uh, the main thing with men in particular is if you're not feeling well, you've got to go to the doctor, mm. and if you're not happy with the doctor, go to another doctor. <laughs> my brother died because he never went to the doctor, you know, and my brother was a beautiful person, a very beautiful person, and... Um, much loved by his family and that great family man, and uh, he he got crook and he, but he wouldn't go to the doctor. Until, when he went to the doctor, it was too late. I'll give an example with my bladder cancer. I I got a rare form of bladder cancer, but I felt funny down below. So I'll go to the doctor. I'm not scared of going to the doctor. It's like a lot of a lot of men are scared of going to the doctor, you know, which is crazy, you know. I'm scared of jumping off the Eiffel Tower or something, but going to a doctor's walk in the park. And uh, my doctor said to me, "I think you've just got a rash, but we'll send you to a, you know, your urologist." So I went to a guy called Robin Smart, and he thought the same really. But he said, "We'll get you tested." I'll never forget the day. He said, "I need to see you," so I went. And funny enough, my wife came with me. And uh, he said, "I've got some good news and bad news." And I went, mm, didn't like that. And he said, you've got a rare form of bladder cancer. And the minute you th- hear the word cancer, you think of death, you know, that's, you associate cancer with death, you know, and that's not, that's a, that's a stupid thing, but it, you do, although I did anyhow. And he said, the good news is we've got it early and you'll survive, you know, and the rest of I can tell you, I'll be honest with you, I went out to my car and I cried. Because I thought, you know, I'm going to die. and not going to see my grandkids. Even though he had told me we got it early, I was still, you know, shaking like a leaf. I shouldn't be telling that because I'm this big, tough old butcher, you know. But that's the reality. So um, it's it's really important. And I'm not a religious person, but you've got to have faith. You've got to believe, you know, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And uh, I've certainly weathered a lot of storms. I've had... Uh, bad arthritis in my legs, and and I had to have operations on that. I had a a case where I had stents put in. Um, To be fair, I I forget (laughs) the things I've had, to be fair. You know, I forget the problems I've had. But the main thing is for men, and I suppose women as well, you know, if you're not feeling right, go to a doctor. And if you're not happy with that doctor, go to another doctor, you know. Because doctors are a little bit like mechanics, they won't like me saying this, they can't solve the problems 100% first time. A lot of the time they do, but sometimes it doesn't hurt to get a second opinion. Yeah. But why, why is that, um,
0: Pete? Why, why is it, do you think, that a lot of our men, and, and you, br- you bring a good point, why, why are they afraid
1: to go to the doctors? Because you said, hey, it's a walk in a park. Yeah. What's up I, with that? I can't answer that question. I, I often think of my brother, and I wonder, why didn't you go, Gary? You know, and um, I've never been able to work it out. You know, it, it's a strange one. I'm not saying all men are like that, but I think certainly go back a few years, a lot of men were. Maybe it's improved a bit now. You know, I'm not going to the doctors quite as much. I'm going to go tomorrow just for a check-up again. Got a lovely Chinese, Dr Joyce. Yeah, no, lovely lady. Nice. you got to be happy, yeah.
2: Man, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit mm-hmm. I, I can relate because I'm one of those men that is scared to see the doctor and I think from per, at least my personal experience it's it's sort of that um, it's being held accountable um, that that's the scary part being called out on the things that you know you should be doing better yeah. everything makes sense you know what you should be doing but you're not for whatever reason um, and being told by a doctor up front that you're not doing good enough this is what you should be doing it, it, the doctors is one of the scariest places in the world for me so i can kind of relate to the other side do you of have a family I, I do i do i've got two kids and, and a wife
1: then you're an idiot i am but <laughs> you're an <laughs> idiot your responsibility is your family that's your first responsibility in life is to your family and you owe it to them to make sure you get checked because if you take my case with the cancer if I hadn't gone to the doctor, it's very possible that I wouldn't be here today, you know? And I, I find it hard to, to to imagine you being scared to go to a doctor, you know? Because it's a walk in the park, mate, you know? And mate, if you're that scared, get a good-looking doctor. And, you know, you go there all the time, go back every day. That's the
0: issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no good-looking doctors at want doctors. Maybe that's what it yeah,
1: is. Yeah. So, is your, yeah. is your doctor a good-looking one? Um. No, she's a lovely lady. She's a Chinese lady, and she's really, really nice. She's uh, a, 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 a caring lady. I've been very lucky. I've had uh, before that. I had a doctor called Bruce Page, and he was very good. Um, and uh, when I first come to Auckland, had a Chinese doctor. Uh, can't think of his name you now. He was in Terakau Drive. Um, yeah, can't think of his name. He's retired now, I think. But no, uh, you got to feel comfortable, you know. You, I suppose it's a little bit like a priest, you know. When you when you're a Catholic, you know, you, you got to feel comfortable when you're going to confession with the priest. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not a Catholic, so I don't know. But I had a lot of Catholic friends. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's very important, you know, and uh, the main thing is most most diseases or problems can be solved, you know And we're very lucky that we have very good medical staff and basically we have a very good treatment, you know Like I have medical insurance and so I went at the hospital, private hospital, something went wrong Where do they put me? Auckland Hospital. That's the best, you see? Um, mm. Yeah and I, I actually, if my memory served me right, I died on the table, but they recovered me. And now I wear this brace because they found out I'm a bleeder. So if I go into hospital, they've got to be aware that I'm a bleeder so they can contain that, you know. Yeah.
0: Man, that's amazing, Pete, because look at you. Look, at you you still look at, like a young stripping man, you know. <laughs> you know, you're, like, you're still yeah. looking strong, mate. Um. No, I'm not.
1: I'm 78. Uh, I'm 78. Actually, I didn't get a card off you boys for my birthday, which really annoyed me, <laughs> May the 8th. yeah. Stacey Jones was May the 7th. Oh. Um, but no, look, I may look healthy, but uh, if I walk upstairs, I've got to stop three or four times. Uh, I walked down to a neighbour's place on Waiheke today, only three houses down, and coming back, I was puffing, you know. Um, and that's, look, I'm not complaining. I mean, I'm grateful to be alive. I have two sayings that I say to people. The greatest gift in anyone is your time. You can't buy time. When the good man says, coming up here, or the other bloke says, come down to the fire, you go. There's no mucking around. And the other thing is, if you wake up in the morning, it's a beautiful day. And I remember doing a speech. I used to do a lot of charity events, raising money for charity, and I used to MC them, and quite often at the end of it, I'd say, you know, it's been a beautiful day, and I'd say something, you know, what some people would think was stupid, you know. Woke up this morning, it's a great day. And about a year ago, a guy rang me and he said, um, is it Matt Butcher? I said, yeah. He said, oh, i come to hear you speak a few years ago. And he said, oh, you're an apology. I said, what's your name? I said, well, I don't ring, don't ring we'll call you. He said, oh, no, no, I was on a table at ten. And he said, at the end of it, you know, we were talking, I said, oh, he's a good MC. Then you said, remember this, if you wake up in the morning, it's a beautiful day, and, I said to my friends, this is the bloke speaking, he said, I told my friends, what a, I won't.' he said a naughty word, and he said, you know, what an idiot, you know. Uh, but he said, uh, I've just been diagnosed with cancer, and I'm terminal, and now I know what you mean. If you wake up in the morning, it's, every day's a bonus, you know, mm. and we must never take it for granted. But I think, you know, the main thing is, don't be scared to... Um, Share your problems. You know that's another thing. You know, I, my friend, no names mentioned. I've got a friend that's going through a bad time, and I I ring him each night when I if I remember, because my memory's going bad. Uh, and that's another thing. Just a phone call. If you've got a friend that's going through a bit of a bad time, don't be scared to ring him, because mate, that that phone call can make a a, a you know real boost for him. You know, yeah. Man, man, I think already you're just pouring out the wisdom, um, Pete. Well, no, that's just life experience. It's not wisdom, it's just common sense, you know what I mean, that you learn as you get older, you know. I mean, uh, I'm a lot older than you boys, 78. (laughs) You're supposed to say you don't look 78, (laughs) butch. That's what I said, I said you look like a stripping (laughs) young man. (laughs) That's, no, you didn't say you don't look 78 though, did you? (laughs) But, but, uh, but,
0: man, I just, because I've missed your voice. I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard your voice for a long time. Because I know, you. like you said, you're out there in the community and you're always emceeing, yeah. but I miss that, that Mad Butcher voice.
1: Yeah, well, that's because I've, you know, I've given it all away. I don't do the ads for the, I don't own the Mad Butcher anymore. I sold that a long time ago, but they kept me on for a couple of years to do the ads. And uh, I don't do radio interviews or that these days, so you don't hear it, you know. You only hear it when I'm out kayaking and singing or something, you know, Yeah. And, but there's still a lot of people recognise the voice. It's, it's, it's actually, I, I say this very humbly, it's very, very cool. You, you might be in a little coffee bar on Waiheke Island or restaurant or something and you might talk to your wife or the friends I'm with and some will say, you're not the mad butcher, are you? And then they want a photo or something, you know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's cool. Because it was a long journey, you know, starting in, in Mangri. You know, it was a, a hard road. But see, I had good people coming in the shop, really good people. And it's a wonderful, wonderful journey, you know. Yeah. And getting involved in the Mangareesh League Club, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the Hawks. Mm, Hawks. Yeah, the Mighty Hawks. Mm. The Mighty Hawks. Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, You sort of
2: talked a little bit about the journey. And I was really curious, especially about that uh, first shop. I think it was on Massey Road,
1: yeah? The first shop was in Rosella Rosella Road. Yeah, Yeah. And then, uh, I won't bore you with the details, but the landlord, I had a beautiful landlord, his name was Harold Hill, beautiful man, a beautiful man, lived in 1 Half Street, Remuera. Era. I'll never forget going to his house, this has got nothing to do with mental health or health, but it's a lovely story. And I come from a working class family in Wellington, Horner Street youngest of seven children and you know we 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 had good meals at night and that but we only have had one knife and fork, you know. And to go to this house and they got the about go the four <laughs> knives and forks. And I've never been scared to ask the questions, you know. I said, Mr. Dale, what do you got all these knives and forks for? You only got one pair of hands. <laughs> and he said, Well oh, this is on trade, this is this and then It had me lost mate. I still couldn't get it when I walked out <laughs> of the house, but you know, that that's it. But then he sold it. And the other landlord, uh, the new landlord, put the rent up and I couldn't afford to pay the rent. And so then I heard about the shop being empty in Massey Road, so I got that and the rest is history, you know. Uh, but met some wonderful people, you know, and had some wonderful staff. Just a, a, a great journey. And I just said to the young boys, they asked me to say hello to you in the, f- the gym along the line. Um, I said, y- you know, you never know where your life will take you. Did I ever think I'd have a chain of shops? No, I never did I ever get, think I'd get knighted? No, I never. They don't knight you, you know. But John Key sort of talked me into it. He said to me, because I wasn't going to take it, so I didn't think it would fit my image, you know, because i got this image of a rough diamond, you know. And he said to me, you'll be the first butcher to get knighted in New Zealand, and you'll be the first rugby league person to get knighted. Mm, and that fine. sort of tickled my fancy, that a bit, yeah. But oh. Interesting days. Wow. yeah because cause i think
0: peter because you have this kind of aura this kind of rough aura about you and um i, th- I think we took a little bit on it in terms of the younger generation like the, some of the younger men yeah what do you what do you think what do you think are some of the issues that are younger our younger men or younger generation are kind of facing in this day and age that you think that hey we just need a needs to be changed what do you, what do you think oh, oh, if it needs to look, be changed
1: i i I can't answer that question because, you know, COVID has changed society so bad. And, you know, what scares me is so many people are taking the attitude, oh, COVID's going away now. Well, it's not going away. People are still getting it. People are still dying with it. And we've all got to be blinking careful, you know. Um, In actual fact, I was talking to a guy recently who's a promoter and he's got a big event coming up and I don't want to embarrass him and mention the event or the thing, but I said, well, what plans have you taken for COVID? So said, oh, no, COVID's going away. And so a friend of mine and a friend of his rung me the other day. He lives down the line, and him and his family have just got COVID, but they'd gone to a sporting event and got it, you know, and all his trainers and all that sort of thing got it. And so I rang the guy back, and I said, look, you got to – get your head out of your backside. I said, COVID's here and it's not going away and you're going to invest a lot of money and if the star of the show gets COVID, you're going to be up the Mm -hmm. river without a paddle. And he actually said to me at the end of it, "Mm, you've made a very good point, Peter. I'll give an example. When the Warriors come home, I used to run a lounge at Mount Smart Stadium and I gave that away before COVID because of the PC stuff and that, you know, I thought, no, it's... My jokes are no good now, so better give it away. But the club have said to me, look, you haven't had a farewell at Mount Smart, and we think after 25 years of hosting the lounge here, you you should have one, so we're doing it. But you know what? I'm paranoid about, paranoid about if I got COVID, what's going to happen? Because without being smart, I'm the star of the show. And uh, then I've got a couple of people help me, and I've said to them, you know, you'll have to, you know, be careful. We don't want you getting COVID that week because if the if two of us got to COVID, it would be, you know, would be a disaster for the day. And so we all just need to take careful. You know, I carry sanitizer in the car and things like that. But look, I think the problem, and I'm not an expert. I stress that, but I think bigger the a lot of the problem today in the youth is the drugs. I think there's too much of that going around. You know and you know, it's scary. And I look. I think parenting takes a big place. Do you have children? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I think that uh, some people just don't parent right. You know, and like you, you take the young kids that have been out ram raiding at twelve o'clock at night. Would your kids be doing that? I hope not. No. Well, you should be not, yeah, because you should be keeping an eye. That's your responsibility, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, you got to ask, where are their parents? What are they doing? You know, like, to me, it's scary. You know, it is scary. When I come out tonight, not because I was coming out South Auckland, my wife said to me, make sure you lock the car when you're driving along. Never said that to me before in a life, but that's with all these ram raids and shootings on the t- radio, you know. Uh, one happened out last night out east, you know. Um, we're living in scary times, to be fair. So I wouldn't want to be a youth today, to be fair. It, it's scary for them, you know. Uh, yeah, COVID has, has, has rocked the boat big time, big time, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, you add a bit of
0: depression as well, eh? um, Pete. Depression, a lot of our oh, young people as well.
1: Depression, thing, anxiety, isolation, the, yeah. The thing that scares me. And I'm, I'm walking on thin ice here. I think it's become a very trendy word depression. I'm not, I'm not questioning people get it. I'm not questioning it. To be fair, I get a little bit. Not big time, but I get a little bit. And I've certainly got a friend that gets it. But I think it's a bit trendy and I worry. You know, I worry. Of, there was a thing on TV today, on the news tonight, of a young athlete that had depression and committed suicide. You know, um, oh, oh, it scares me. I, I And I don't know the answer, mate. I uh, I just think people like John Kerwin and, and and my mate Mike King are doing all they can to help and you do your bit, you know. And I know Graham Lowe's been doing his bit like going around prisons and that sort of thing, trying to help, yeah. you know. Yeah, that's, that's a really hard one because As I say, I'm 78 and I've never experienced anything like COVID, you know, like people are battling in business and, you know, the cost of living's getting up and what's happening over Ukraine. Is it Ukraine? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Ukraine and Russia. And, you know, uh, the cost of food getting dearer, you know, it's, you know, very hard, you know. And I – did I mention that I spoke to a guy today and his – his, one of his workers, his boy's got cancer very bad, and uh, he was just saying how hard and what, what can we do to help raise a bit of money for him, you know what I mean? And I'm just thinking of a couple of angles, you know, but, uh, you know, with the, the cost of living so dear, it's, it's hard for everybody, you know. Well, not hard for people like me, because I've been wise and I've saved my money, you know. And uh, it's it's funny the people that tell me they're hard up and they're smoking and drinking, you know, that would be the first thing I'd give away if I was hard up, you know. Yeah. And I suppose it's priorities, you know, what you want here. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So good.
0: Yeah, um, man, I just, you talk about disparate measures and you talk about disparate times, Pete, and I'm wondering, during those disparate times, what do you think in terms of the... The man or the, the mentality of, of men who find themselves in desperate situations. What do you think in terms of how their responses or their, their reaction to these, to COVID and all that kind of stuff?
1: Look, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think in my own case, I try to turn negatives into positives. When I got diagnosed with cancer, I believe it made me a better person. It made me a better person. I valued life more. I realized how lucky I am to be alive and that's one of my me- mentals in life I try to tell people to you know think positive not negatively because if you think negative negatively too often I think you can bring depression on for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You and it's it's not easy. I mean I I'm not going to discuss it but I've been through a bad period where I I was down, and I know it affected my family, but we had to battle on and try to be positive. And sometimes it was really hard to be positive, but you gotta battle on, you know? You gotta battle on, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about that mindset, because it seems like it's, it's, um, it's, it can be quite a unique mindset to have in today's world Um yeah. so turbulent, so I'm curious about the influence of, um, say, you know, your older siblings or, or parents and, and sort of role models um, coming up and, and sort of where that mindset developed, was it as a result of your hardship and experience, or did it come as part of role models
1: in your life? No, it just come. You know, I, I, I'm, as I say, i was the youngest of seven, all my family are dead now, I'm the last of them, I'm the last of the Mohegans. <laughs> and um, you know that's scary at times you know there are times when you'll be sitting at home you know just chilling out and you think "Mm, when's my turn coming you know um but i had the main thing is i had good parents they taught me right from wrong they brought me up right you know and um, i think surround yourself with good friends i've got some very good friends you know uh, I've got one guy on the island, his name's Willie, Polynesian guy, got a heart of gold, beautiful guy, beautiful guy, and, you know, he's got my back all the time, you know, but I, it's, it's a hard one to answer, you know. I, I think I, I learnt, mine was a learning curve, you know, like I was a gravedigger when I first came to Auckland, what would you learn out of being a grave digger? No one e- when I used to do public speaking, no one ever got it right. No one ever got it right. They'd say digging holes, you know, and all different things. You learn the value of life. The first grave I dug was I think a six or seven year old kid. Now I'm in Auckland, living the life of Riley, all right? Well, within reason, you know? And um, you stand back, you dig the grave, of course, before the people get there and you decorate it. And then they come and they have the service. And you stand back and wait because you have to fill the grave in once the thing's down. And, you know, you I don't know, I was 18, 19, 20 or something like that. And you see these people mourning, you know. And then you think a young kid. And you think, you up until that stage, I thought I was bulletproof, you know. But it taught me the value of life. It taught me you could go tomorrow. go to I could walk out here and drop dead tonight. One of you could do that, you know, so you've got to enjoy every day, you know, but yes, yeah, so I just learnt sort of going through life, and I made mistakes, there's no question about that, you know, I smoked for a little while, you know, used to drink a bit, I was a professional drinker to be <laughs> fair, I got paid to go to hotels to drink, it was a lovely life, $400 a night. Mm-hmm. Then they used to buy meat packs that I used to give away and everyone thought I was a lovely guy because I was giving the meat and the breweries were paying. I loved live breweries, they were beautiful to me. Um, but yeah, you and know, I've looked just as I go, you know, I don't drink or smoke. I haven't, I haven't smoked for a long time. But I mainly, and to be honest, I'm not going to lie to you, I, I gave up the drinking because it just tasted bad after my problems, you know, with health and that. It just didn't taste any good, you know. So then I started on Coke No Sugar. You know, and I'm addicted to that now. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink tea or coffee. That's what I drink. Oh,
0: because well, where does this all come from, um, Peter? In terms of your, because you, you, you seem like you, you sound like you're very resilient, and you're real, Obviously, you're a real go getter, and obviously. That's, well, I'm know, not you know. really.
1: You see, you're not? you're not. That's a miss. All I wanted to do was survive. I never. A guy asked me on social media the other day, uh, on Facebook. He just said you know, did you ever think you'd have, you know, 20 or 30? I said, no, no, mate, all I wanted was to pay the bills and survive. I would have been in that shop in Michaels Avenue today still if the landlord hadn't put the rent up. Then I go out to Massey Road and then they tell me Gubay's is coming and they say they're going to close you down. Oh, boy. So I go home that night and I say to my wife... The big supermarkets come in the sky from England, they reckon he's a you know, g- you know, giant slayer, and uh, they reckon they're gonna send me broke. And I said, look, I'm gonna f- go along and give it a fight. But we started with nothing, and we got the gear now, and if we sell that, we'll get something. So, and you know, we fought it, and the rest is history, you know. But no, I, I, I just went with the, you know, I just carried on and, you know, cause I still don't know my better times table. And people think I'm joking, but I don't, you know, and I suffer with dyslexia as well, mm, that's and that's funny. a problem, you know. <laughs> you get things bloody mucked up, and it seems to be getting worse, you know. Um, but – and it's quite funny. Um, I saw something the other day, and I said, oh, they want $600 for that. My wife said, no, they want $60 for it. But in my highs, in my mind, I saw $600, you know. I, I think another thing is, you've got to have a good partner, be it a bloke, woman or whatever. In my case, my wife, we've been married, uh, I think, 56 years, something, you know. Uh, but she's been a rock. When the going gets tough, that's when the tough get tougher. Mm. And boy, let me tell you, I was in a bad way and she was fantastic, you know, yeah, yeah really important, yeah. Mm.
2: Wow that was actually going to be literally my next question was about the impact your wife would have had coming through so many um, life challenges and coming out um, you know with such a positive mindset the impact of your wife must have been well,
1: I'll take you back to the early days when I first started that shop in uh, Michael's Avenue no that was an L- that was a shop I managed and um God I forget the name now. anyhow. Down at uh, Offray Avenue. Was it Michael's? Oh, yes. Might have been Michael's. No, Michaels Avenue himself. I can't think of it now, but anyhow. I would go home, I'd walk in the door, my wife would have the slippers by the door, my tea would be on the table, I'd have my tea. If I was lucky, I'd see my daughter, and I'd go to bed and fall asleep. And that's because I'd been working all day. I used to have three jobs when I started. I used to uh, clean South Auckland Motors in the morning, then I'd go to the shop during the day, then at night I'd go and contract bone meat. at another place, so, but she would just, I would ring her when I was coming home and she would get everything ready, you know? So yeah, no, she's been a big part of it, you know? Very big part,
0: yeah. Wow. It, it just seems so simple, Pete, you know, just, just the way you're living. Yeah. Do you think sometimes we, we complicate life as men we just make things complicated over ever think things and we try to.
1: well i i think a lot of people can't accept where they are in life you know they like the amount of people i meet try to make out they're rich and they're not rich because it, i don't judge people i judge people how i meet them you know and i've got friends and all sorts of you know Tama eddie's a friend of mine you know uh, he's coming to the league with me um you just take people as you find them, and it doesn't matter. I, I tell you an experience. I opened a museum in Holmes Road, Manuera. It was my old sausage factory, and I got volunteers. To have ever, you know, put a thing you're looking for volunteers? Man, some of those I've closed it since, but some of those volunteers are my, my close friends now. You know, I'm doing a little speech at a rest home. No, not a rest home, I'm sorry, at a retirement village. And I'm doing it for Lorna and Trevor, who are are my helpers in the museum. And I don't do any of that now, but I'm doing it for them out of respect. And, you know, I owe it to them because they were good to me, you know. And that's how you get through in life, you know. You help each other too, you know. Yeah, that's so cool. Do you think
0: some of of those principles, some of those, I don't know, I I don't want to call them old principles, but they seem like some real good values. Do uh, you think that some of those values are, are being lost in,
1: in our younger generation? Do you know, I can't answer that because I'm not involved in the young ones anymore, you know. Um, all I can tell you, there's some good kids out there. You see, mm. one of the problems we have, we only read about the bad blighters in the papers or on the TV. Or like, you know, this week there's been all these gun shootings and all that sort of carry on. But where's the story about the young kid that helped the old lady out of the car and fixed the tyre or whatever? You know, we don't hear those stories. And so in our mind, we think everyone's, a, you know, ratbag these days. But that's, I think, a minority, I think, you know. Um, I still think there's a lot of good kids out there. You know what I mean? A lot of good kids. Like I was dragging the kayak in the other week. And I've got to be careful with my chest and that because it's a bit heavy and I've got to take it up a little bit of a, a ramp. Not a ramp, but up, up the, from the beach to the road, it's got to get it up there. And it's a battle sometimes. This young kid, about 14, 15, comes, oh, I'll give you a hand, mate. Would you really, son? Yeah, no trouble at all. And I jokingly said to him, I can't pay you. He said, I don't want any pay. I don't mind helping an old codger out like you. <laughs> 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 you know, so there's... There are plenty of good people around, you know. We just don't hear about them, you know, and, and I think that's one of the problems, and it's been a problem for a long time, for a long time, because those stories don't sell papers. Mm-hmm. If, you take the, if you take the situation out of the Warriors, you know, they got rid of a player recently called Matt Lodge, and, mate, it, it got hammered because, you know, it, it, it created a storm in a teacup, to be fair. You know, because no one knew the real details, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think there's still good kids out there, but I, I do harp back that I do believe the upbringing is very important and parenting very, very important. And I look back at my success, certainly, I have to give my parents, you know, thank you, and my, and my brothers and sisters. They still none of them believed I was that successful. To be fair, <laughs> they couldn't believe it. This little idiot, you know. But you know, if, if you if you give it your best and treat people with respect, who knows what's going to happen? But you know, the the main thing is with health and well being, you, you've got to look after yourself within reason. You know, eat reasonably well. You know, watch your diet a little bit. I'm also a diabetic, so I have to watch what I eat. Every day I get the needle out, prick my little finger, you know, and I've got to keep my uh, reading under 10 because if it goes over 10, it's a major problem. And I got a, I got a, a text today. Um, I've turned the phone off so I can't read it. But from a, a, a diabetic mate that's come back from Aussie because his readings have been up to 20, which is real bad, real bad, you know, and he thinks he can get better help here, you know. Um, yeah. So I think health, you know, how you eat and a little bit of exercise, you know, and I think that's helping me, the kayaking, whereas I can't walk too far. I, I don't get puffed kayaking, but I walk up steps, I get puffed, you know. Or even walking along the flat road sometimes I get that, but yeah, kayaking, never, you know. And good for your mind. The one thing I'm trying to do with my friend on Waiake, is to come kayaking with me, but he won't do anything these days and I'm trying to get him. And next week when I go back, I'm going to say to him, come on, you're going to come out kayaking. I'm going to try to make him come out kayaking, you know, because I think, you know, the, the peace. And we used to, when the two of us used to kayak, we used to kayak around the coast, like really close. And he used to love that, you know, looking at the birds and, I mean the feathered birds, um, looking at the birds and <laughs> the, the greenery and that sort of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So why
0: why what Why, 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 why is, is it like it's just a monumental place for you, or is it just somewhere just you just wanted to get away from the hustle and bustle? Um, Pete.
1: No, it, it's just another journey. Uh, when I when I was managing the shop in Michael's Avenue in Ellerslie, there was a guy across the road called Tom Kelly. He had a batch there, and I got on good with him in a way. He was a little bit of a mentor to meet in a little way, and. Um, he said to me one day why don't you and your wife go down to my batch and have a holiday and his family still own that batch and we went down there and cut a long story we brought up our first house many years ago and uh we sold that one and we had a year or so off and the girls i got two daughters they said oh you know we uh we really need another place so we brought the place where we are now we're in a place called blackpool and we're just across the road from the water so i can walk across the road and watch the kayak and I just love it, mate. It's peace and tranquillity. It's flat, no steps in the house. And uh, nice neighbours. I've got nice neighbours where I live in the other place as well, to be fair. But, um, yeah, it's just my it's my my happy spot, I, I call it, you know. Particularly out in that kayaking. I, I can't stress. And later on, I'll show you a video I took on the kayak a couple of days ago. And so peaceful and tranquil. I went out the other day and I just got out to where the yachts are, and, uh, or the boats, and I, I put the paddle down and just sat there, closed my eyes and let the, wa- not the waves, but the current or whatever you call it, just take me around. And man, it's, that's better than going to a psychologist, you know, it's just really, 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 I believe it's really good for your mind, yeah. That's awesome. I was curious
2: about where the love for kayaking, because I've seen the, the posts and stuff yep. online and it looks amazing. Is that something you've kind of always been into or something you've kind of come into as you've moved to
1: Waiheke? Oh, no, come into Waikiki, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. And by the way, if you want to look at my post, you go to Sir Peter Charles Leach on Facebook or Sir Mayor Butcher on Instagram. But uh, Facebooks, i got about 30,000 people follow me on Facebook, which is, you know, and I try to reply to everybody. Can take a lot of time. I can tell you. Some days it's two or three hours. But see, when you're old, you got the time. You see, you got the time. Whereas you boys are busy earning a living, providing for your family, you wouldn't have the time I have. But and I enjoy it, interacting with the the people. You know, yeah, it's interesting. Oh,
2: that's awesome. I was going to ask as well in terms of your journey. Um, you sort of mentioned um, the influence your parents have had on you, and sort of. Um, you know, some of the issues with youth today and the parents. Uh, what was the parenting journey like for yourself and, and navigating that space while you had so many other things going on?
1: It was hard for me because my wife done most of it, to be blunt with you. I can't lie to you. Um, because I was working three jobs, you know, I never got to take my kids to school. My girls have told me many times that they have no problem with it, but I feel a bit of guilt. And I'll share a lovely story with you with my granddaughter, who's uh, 30, living in Amsterdam now. And um, her and her partner have just bought an apartment over there. But I'm in a meeting one day at the sausage factory, and the phone goes, and the girl texts me up and said, "Oh, it's your granddaughter. Put oh, Pop, she said, I want to go to Mary's house. But I'm a bit tired, I don't want to walk, Pop. Can you come home and take me, do you think? Now, I'm in an important meeting, right? <laughs> I say to the guy, look, I'm sorry, mate, Something he didn't hear this, of course, we're just, you know, I said, mate, I'm sorry, I've got to go to an urgent, something urgent's come up and I have to go, but I said, I'll tell you what I'll do, he had flown up from Wellington, I said, I will pay you to fly up again, and I will take you out for lunch to make up for it, but I have to go, and I went home and took her her to her friend's place, um, because I'd missed out when the children were growing up. So, I genuinely believe my wife's got to take a lot of the credit, but my girls have said to me many times, "No." But you know, I, I, we, we we certainly would discipline them if they were naughty, you know, which you can't do today, because if you hit your child today, they can go to the police and you can be charged with assault, you know. Now, don't get me wrong; I don't believe in violence to children. I don't believe that. But a little smack to let them know they've done wrong, I I've never seen anything wrong with it. But by God, you, you know, you have to go around your house with your hands in your pockets because you know <laughs> the, the children and children have taken their parents to court. You know, um, often, often stirred on by someone else, of course. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I think I've contributed in some ways to hard work, not be scared of hard work, and things like that, yeah. Mm. I think you've got to give your kids time too, you know, like, if you can't, your, your wife does, you know. It, it, marriage is a partnership, and what I can't fulfill, the wife, and what I fulfilled the financial things. They had good Tucker. they went to reason, never went to private schools, but went to good schools, you know. And so marriage is a partnership, you know, and you, you work it out between us, you know. My wife didn't work when we were married until one day I rang her and I said, you better get a taxi out here. I said, we, bloody shop, they're queuing up, we can't cope. Worst thing ever done. She, my wife used to be a very meek and mild lady. Not anymore, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not anymore, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh man, this, uh, yeah. you talk about work ethic, um, Pete, how important is that for um, for
1: any man to, to have? It's, well, I think any person. Any person, uh, yeah. Today, you, you, I believe in strong work ethics, you know, I was never late for work, I always gave the job my best, you know, when I was managing the shop in Alice and we're going back, you know before the mad butcher come around. Um, I was only paid for five days, but I'd go back in the weekend and clean the shop in my own time, you know. Uh, And I used to clean, you know, like a lot of people don't know, I used to clean as well. I used to clean the Edinburgh Castle Hotel back in the day, the rising sun. And uh, there was one firm, my boss took me off to go to another place, and they rang up and they said, where's that butcher fella? So I got another, put them in another place. No, we want them back. Because I used to make the toilets clean. I'm sorry, I used to make the toilets sparkle. I'd get my hand in and scrub them out. A lot of the cleaners wouldn't do that. But see, I had pride, even cleaning toilets, and I had pride. You could have pride what you're doing. And it doesn't matter. I hate it when people say to me, I'm only a, a butcher or I'm only this. I say, no, you're a butcher or you're a cleaner. Because you know, everyone has a part in life, you know, and it's like a it's like a jigsaw puzzle. You put them together, that makes it perfect, you know. But we need cleaners, we need petrol station attendants. Well, that's if you can find one now. They're all these uh, self service right. doing mm. people out. I won't use them because you know why? You're doing people out of work. Doing people out of work. We got to create jobs, keep people working. A healthy Working creates a healthy mind, I think. That's only what I think. I've been wrong before, (laughs) to be
2: fair. I can see that. I can see that. I can see how, um, at least coming up in our generation, the double edged sword of wanting things to be better and easier um, and the knock on effect that has on things like work ethic.
1: Yeah.
2: um, Where, you know, sometimes people are, they, you know, they think they're too cool to work in certain positions, but actually, um life's a bit of a journey and so you can take lessons from there like you've been able to share some of the lessons you've pulled from some of your jobs but there are lessons in every sort of position
1: that we hold you'd be surprised the people that are amazed when i tell them i used to be a grave digger i used to be a a cleaner and i used to scrub bloody toilets and they look at me i'm not joking that's what i done i mean i always i wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth I come from a working class family in Newtown, you know, not 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 dirt poor, but working class, you know. And um, yeah, you just do what you do, and you be proud, and always take pride in what you do, you know. And treat, and I think the key thing is treat people fair, and you know, look after each other, and you know, I, I, one of my mentors is, is I, I say to people. Share the love out there And if you read my posts quite often on Facebook or that I'll say, make sure you share the love out there today And, and that can be anything That can be just ringing someone You know, or popping in and seeing them You know, not for an hour, just even a couple of minutes You know, and you'd be surprised How a phone call can really, really cheer people up You know it's amazing. I, I've had people really thank me, you know. I, had a guy, I rang a guy the other day I haven't spoken to for a long time. His name's Ken Arthurson. He used to be the big boss of the Manly Rugby League team and he was very powerful in the Australian Rugby League as well. But I hadn't spoken to him for a few years and I was going through my phone and his name came up. i better ring him. And he answered the phone and he said, ''You've made my week, Peter.'' and he was really stoked that I'd taken him, but he's a lovely man. See, this guy, he's one out of the box. He's a real gentleman, a real old-fashioned gentleman, but also done a great contribution to the game of rugby league, and I respect him immensely, you know, yeah. And respect's another thing. You earn respect, you know, like you've heard of Reuben Wickey Man, I have so much respect for him. When I was the manager of the Kiwis in 2005, he was our captain, and boy, he was a great guy, you know. You'd follow him to war, you know. He's a great man. What's
0: the, what's the help for you
1: about him? About oh, him? just the, the manner about the guy is is is, is 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 I don't know the word, but stature, you know, like, and and his word was his bond, you know, and um, he just had he, he just commanded your respect, you know, yeah. And, and uh, you know, different from a guy like Stacey Jones, who commands your respect, but Stacey's a different, you know. But Reuben's Ruben, a very special person, and, you know, I tell you a guy I've got a lot of respect for is that Butterbean. Dave Patelli. Dave Patelli, what a legend. Is that one of his T-shirts, BBBA? No, no, no. this
2: isn't, isn't one of his, but
1: no. um, I should get one of his. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah. There's no free ones, brother. You got to pay for the, <laughs> yeah.
1: He's just in the final of Dancing with the Stars. That's right. Yeah, that's right. The now, finals. there's a man, if you look at him, I'm a big boxing fan, all right? And I was at the fight the first night he fought, and I used to always buy ringside tickets, okay? And my wife, funny enough, my wife loves the boxing as well. And I said, this is a joke, because he was like a whale. I mean, fat was just rolling him off him. And you look how he's turned his life around. And what he's doing for other people is just incredible. Uh, I I have to be honest. I'm in awe of him, absolute in awe of him. What he's done, he's and the lives he's saving, you know. Because let's be blunt, and we're not medical experts, but if you're overweight, it's not going to do your heart any bloody good, you know. And he's got people losing weight, and you know, yeah, just uh, incredible, you know. Yeah, know.
0: Yeah, no. Yes, we we had him. We had him a, a few weeks ago, oh yes, yeah, so he's yeah he, you're right, he's very inspirational, yeah, and so just like you, you mentioned mentoring, how important is it? like you said there's other mentor uh, other men that have kind of mentored you um Pete, and so do you think we there needs to be more mentors out there that's going to in terms of helping other men what do you think in terms well, I of think
1: that uh, I think it's important. I never had any one main mentor, but I had people that helped me along the way, you know gave me a bit of advice. You know, uh, and look, it's never, never be ashamed to put your hand up and ask for help. Like, (coughs) pardon me, I have a guy I go to for financial advice and uh, over the years, because I'm not a financial whiz kid and I'm not a money driven person. But you know you've got to put your money somewhere. So where do you put it? In the bank and in the shares or whatever. And this guy Keith Shaw's his name. He's been a godsend to me. Um, and he just said to me recently, oh, "Look, I'm going to give it away." He said, "You know, I'm getting too old." <coughs> I said, "Well, I want you to keep doing looking after me and Janice Keith." And he said he'd do it. You know. But it, it, don't be scared, dar. If you know if you're not sure, put your hand up. Don't try to you know be a hero and bluff your way. Put your hand up and say, you know. I've asked for help plenty of times, and and recently I've asked for help on a couple of issues. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. What, 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 uh, what makes a good mentor in your, in your own, own personal
1: life? Well, I'm not an expert for a start, but I I would say someone that would listen to you. The art, of, I think, when you're when you're mentoring someone, and I've sort of mentored a couple of people a little bit, is listen to the what they want to talk about, and then. At the appropriate time Give them a little bit of advice If you can If you can't Say well You know Like I've got a friend That's going through some Mental You know And I said to him the other day Look I don't know how to help you But I'm going to I think I'll ring my mate Mike King Who I've done a lot of work with Over the years And get a bit of advice Because he's doing a lot of it You know Um Yeah It it, it just depends It's a hard one You know You you just As you go You 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 Guide yourself through it You know Because None of us know all the answers You know And I think As I said before uh, The greatest giving of anyone Is your time Because you can't buy time You know You can't buy it You know When the good Lord says You know It's time to come Or the devil says It's time to come You're gone. You can't say, I'll give you $20,000 to give me another year. (laughs) You know, you go. So, yeah, I think that's important. It's true. Yeah. It's true. You know, It's. uh, and I think just share the love out there. You know, be it making a phone call to people, just seeing how they are. You know, I do get worried there's so many things going wrong in the world, you know, and um, we're lucky that we live in a beautiful country. I, I've been very lucky. I've been to Cuba. I've been to China. I've done a fair bit of travel. And uh, let me tell you all, in my humble opinion, we live in the best country in the world. And me and my wife live here by choice. We could afford to go overseas, but no way. This is a great country, you know. It's, uh, there's, there's too many people whinge all the time about it, but they don't know that how lucky we are, you know. And you've only got to look at happen, what happened in America, and you look what's happening in uh, Ukraine, you know. Boy, we're we're blessed. We are truly blessed to live in this beautiful country. And I just wish more people would realise it. You know, it's it's I can't emphasise it enough. You know, well said.
2: that's awesome. Well said. It's funny. That's something that I think I 100% agree. Sometimes we get so caught up in our bubble that we. We truly forget how blessed we are in yeah. our country um, And one of the things you touched on before was about relationships And um, the people around you supporting you Has there ever been a time in your life, Pete Where you've had to sort of reassess the relationships And maybe perhaps had to cut people out That maybe weren't um, sort of being supportive Or giving you the kind of energy that you needed to
1: persevere Not really, not in a bad way mm. Um I really can't think of anyone that I have, to be fair. You know, sometimes you just, just through life, you go your different ways. You decide to go a different chapter, you know. But no, I, 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 look, I think I've been pretty blessed, really. You know, I've had a few, you know, setbacks. You know, it's like, it's like employing people. Some people will say I'm a great boss, and others say he's a real arsehole, you know. (laughs) Um, just depends, you know. Uh, but I, that's, I, yeah, no, I, yeah, like I can't answer it.
0: Fair enough. Fair you enough. should have interviewed me ten years ago and <laughs> had me, yeah. for faculties boys, you know.
1: Yeah, this could be the last interview I ever do, mate.
0: Oh, yeah. mate, yeah. you are you're you're a legend. You're a legend, uh, Pete. You are. You know, I'm just, an old butcher, just, mate. <laughs> but that's this what it is. You said you, you're you're but you're a butcher, and I love the fact that you said. people say oh i'm just a butcher but you said no just be proud be proud of
1: what you're doing i i'm proud and i'm proud of being a butcher because it's been very good to me and enabled me to do things for my wife and it's enabled me to do things in the community that i could never have done you know I, i i i used to say to people you know um if people didn't buy meat off me i couldn't do what i do so when i do something and go back in the day when I had the shops. When I gave someone a thousand dollars to a charity, that was my customers giving it as well. Because if they weren't shopping in my shop, we couldn't do it. You know. I right. tell you, I tell you about some. I tell you a lovely story. I love telling this story because it's stared to my heart. I had a guy cleaning my shop, and he would go in. the The sausage maker. This is in messy road. The the, the, the the sausage maker would go in early in the morning. The cleaner would come about five or six and he would knock on the window the the saucer go out let him in and he would clean the shop and i get a phone call this day, and i could tell it was an island because dealing with island people and that i could pick the accents up and he said oh mad butch, i said yep he said um you know that fella you got cleaning your shop i said yep he said you know he putting the meat in the back of his car i said you're joking mate he said, "Well, oh, not joking, Mad Butcher. He said, to be fair, he puts a fair bit in. I said, oh. I said, well, you give me your name and address, and if you're true, I'll give you a reward. And he bit me off. He said, Mad Butcher, don't insult me. He said, you're a good man, and you do good things from angry, and you say good things on the radio. And I don't like people that do that to good people like you. And sure enough, the bugger was stealing plenty, you know. So there's some really good people out there in all walks of life you don't have to be a doctor or uh, a butcher. Or you can just be a freezing worker or something, you know. And I'll tell you a lovely guy. is Joseph Parker's dad. He's worked at Pacific Steel for about 30 years. I rung him the other day, and uh, what a lovely guy. He's a lovely guy, you know, him and his wife, lovely people. Yeah. And Joseph Parker's a lovely guy as well. We've got got close to him over the years, you know. Yeah. So there's a lot of good people out there, you know. Nice. You know, that boy that played for Mangarese, uh, no, played for, uh, he plays overnight, Tama, Tama, Lea, Tama Leary, uh, he, oh, Tui, Tui, plays in uh, England now, for St. Helens, I think it is. Tui? Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you his name after when I put my phone on, but I, him, his dad rings me a bit, you know, and uh, yeah, lovely guy, you know, yeah, All good, getting a bit sentimental now. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that's great. <Yeah>. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I yeah. think I love the fact that you're quite relational um pete you know, every person that you meet it's, it's just you make you build relationships you you say hi to them you, you give them time as well and it's never like oh i'm the mad butcher just get away from me i'm, I'm famous no, no, yeah
1: no, no. i never do that yeah. mate. god mate i don't think i've got my head up my backside <laughs> <laughs> that's what you yeah no i and look to be honest with you i got verbal diarrhea i talk to everybody no i do my wife gets sick of it everyone will pump hello how are you then You know, and I do talk too much sometimes, don't know when to shut up, you know, but we've all got our faults we've got to live with, you know, and that's one of mine. And it is a fault, you know, I, I do go on to sometimes too much, but I suppose it's better than not talking to anybody. Mm, exactly. Or see, you got to turn the negatives into a positive. Negative is I talk too much. Positive, well, better to talk to someone than not talk to them, you know. I love that.
0: I love, yeah. that, I love that, I love the, the mindset of, of being positive, and you're right Pete, because there's a lot of negativity in the world today, and a lot of Too people much. Can, yeah, and people just dwell on the negative, instead of turning into a positive, I love the fact that, you. hey look, you're 78 years old, and you're showing some of, us, some of us, us young blokes,
1: mate, this is how you do it, this is how yeah. you live. Get out there and enjoy life, look after your family and enjoy life while you can, because none of us know what's around the corner. And the big thing is, I said it before. I'll say it again. If you're not feeling right, go to the doctor. And if you're not happy with the doctor, go to another doctor. You know, and um, yeah, make sure you look after yourself. A little bit of exercise, a little bit of you know, watch the diet. Not too much povi you know. <laughs> a little bit. The Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Listen, uh, we've been really blessed Uh, We've been really blessed to have you
2: I've got a question from a fan They wanted to ask you When do you know when it's time to throw the towel in?
1: Um, Yeah, look, it comes It comes like If you go back just before COVID I made up the decision to give up the lounge And I, I made that decision for a few reasons Um a, that we were getting 2PC and my humour was a little bit over the top and uh, I, was, I wasn't getting any younger, you know. Um, but I think, you know, it, just, it, it tells you, you know what I mean. Um, I gave up public speaking because I just thought I'd done enough and it was time to chill out. And my philosophy now is, you know, because I'm uh, 78, I'm in the danger zone you know, you've got more show of dying, you know, as you get older, and um, I've just got to enjoy life while I can, and, uh, you know, I've got a, uh, uh, a, you know, a problem with memory loss, and uh, if you want to upset me, say, oh yeah, we all get that, that really annoys me, and I, you know, bite a few people's head off, to be fair, because, what I'm suffering and, and, and what they're suffering is imagination, and I'm really, you know, uh, like I, I said to you today or the other day, you know, make sure you text me to remind me in case I forget, and I didn't forget, but um, it's just a safeguard because my memory's not good, and uh, I, 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 I go through my phone See who I haven't rung, you know, because I can't think of them. You know, I rang a reporter in Australia, I haven't spoken to him for three or four years, and he was stoked to get the call. You know, but I just went through the phone and found his number and I texted him, make sure it was the number, you know. Um, yeah, it just sort of comes, you know, I'm not, I don't think there's any pattern. The main thing is, you know, try to know when it's time because it, you can go on too long, you know, and, uh, I'm very nervous about doing the lounge on July the third. I'm very nervous, losing a little bit of sleep about it, you know. Um, but at the same time, I'm looking forward to the challenge. I'm going to try try to tone the language down, you know. I can't joke with the ladies like I used to, you know. I mean, and I say that very sincerely, you know. Uh, I used to joke with ladies, and they used to love it. We never had a complaint, to be fair, you know. Um, but today, we live in a, I actually feel sorry for young people. You ask me about young people. I actually feel sorry because we're getting so PC and, you know, uh, people turning things around, you know. Um, you look at, uh, I don't know if you followed the Johnny Death, the, the actor fella mm-hmm. in court. His ex-wife was on the TV tonight saying, no, he didn't like there was a rumour going around, he pushed her down the stairs, you know, and she fatly denied it, you know, now I don't know if she was telling the truth or he had paid her a million dollars to say it, but, you know, uh, see, rumours, rumours get out of control, you know, boy, they just, you know, they really get out of control. But I think y- 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 you sort of know it, you know, um, and I'm, I'm doing this little speech for Lorna and Trevor, and I'm a bit nervous about that because I, you know, I've, it was time for me to, you know, give it up. Um, but they called in the favour and sometimes you got to honour your friends and, you know, you got to repay the famous, you know. But I've been blessed, met some wonderful people and got some wonderful friends and around the world, actually, you know, because I've travelled with the teams and, you know, being the manager of the Kiwis and travelling with the Warriors, you know, great. And I... I I wasn't prepared to sell my business, but my CEO was going to leave and so I then offered to sell it to him and we got out and I'm glad we got out because, mate, it's great kayaking every day, you know. But some people work till they're 90, but that, that's your choice. You do what you like, but you've got to enjoy it while you're here because you never know what's around the corner and never forget that. 100%,
0: 100%. Be prepared. 100%. Any, uh, any last comments, um, Jay? Um,
2: Nothing for me. Um, let me just see if we have any other questions. Um, one thing I'm curious about is, um, I, I was just curious about, as you reflect on your journey, what's been, I don't know if it might be hard to pinpoint uh, one specific highlight, but what would you say has been sort of one of the the core highlights of your journey so far?
1: Oh, having the girls, daughters, and my granddaughter, my princess, my little princess. And I've got uh, four grandkids, but... Kristen was the first, you know, and then Vincent, then Reuben, and then Matthew. um, And they're all special to me. Uh, But I suppose having the kids and and, and meeting my wife, because I wasn't the sort of guy that went steady with girls. My wife was the first one I went steady with, to be fair. Um, And I, I was lucky I got a good one, you know. But, you know, in all honesty, I've had so many good experiences, you know, I've met so many beautiful people, and believe me, there are some beautiful people out there. You know what I mean? We, we we hear too much about the bad ones and not enough about the good ones, and truly I've, that you know, the island guy I told you about that rang me about the guy cleaning, here I am with a bit of memory loss, but I remember that as clear as day, and I remember the Next week, me and my manager hiding in the bush across the road and there he goes loading the car up and I go over and whack the shit out of him. Yeah, so we couldn't get the police, yeah. Because that was a bad mistake. That was a bad mistake, you know. But he was a friend. He was a friend, you know. And uh, he was, yeah. So there are some beautiful people, you know, yeah. Yeah, I could tell you a lot of stories, but we haven't got time. Yeah, right. Oh,
0: right. yeah, we could we could sit all night and listen to your stories, um, Pete. Um, no. just just a wealth of of knowledge yeah. and experiences. Yeah, just want to thank you, Pete. Thank you so much for your your time. I know you're, right. so I know I, you're a very busy man as well. Well, um, I'm not really. That's an overstatement. Of the fair, <laughs> you know. I've
1: done nothing today. I've ate breakfast. I've ate lunch. Caught the ferry. Yeah. Um. No, no, but look, can I just say? I appreciate what you guys are doing and that's why I've done it and uh, I know you're doing work with the suicide and that sort that's very, very important, you know and uh, I wish you both all the best with it and uh, keep sharing see, what you're doing, you're sharing the love it's a simple word, sharing the love and I believe that's, you know you know, it could be anything, you know, you, you could open the door for a lady or, you know, help an old lady across the road or, you know, it doesn't have to be giving $50,000 to somebody, it can be one of many things, you know, I got a lovely letter from someone, I, I sent the their kids some stuff, I think I've got one of them on the phone and I'll show you, um, yeah, and the, the joy it brings, you know, yeah. So it's been my pleasure to be here, fellas. I'm sorry if I've bored anyone. Oh, no, no, yeah. you haven't. You haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, You want to
2: say anything else? Yeah, now? no, I just wanted to say again, thank you so much for the time, yeah. for the wisdom and the experience. Yeah. And, um, yeah, wish you all the best in the future endeavours and looking forward to more kayaking uh, yeah. posts online.
1: Yeah, it has I'm been. Just, I'm just glad you didn't bring up the Vodafone Warrior boys. I'm just very pleased about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you one last question, um, Pete. Do you think it's our year this year?
1: Oh yes, of course it is, mate. <laughs> We're going to win the premiership. Go, the mighty Vodafone Warriors!
0: Yeah, that's the bit yeah. we Awesome. But Pete, this is um, for you. Um, every guest that comes on, we always give them a, a sketch, a caricature of, 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 of our guest. And so, on behalf of the Mandate team, thank you so much. It's been a real honour. Um, this is for you.
1: Who done that? Who done that? That doesn't look like me! I'm <laughs> <planning it. laughs> no, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank
0: you, thank you, you very much. <laughs> oh thank you. Ending.